Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. It is council meeting week. To bring us up to date with all the decisions, we're joined by Greater Shepparton Mayor Shane Sarley. Good morning, Shane. Good morning, Terry. How are you? Very well, thank you. Welcome back to the mic on 1FM in 2023. I'm sure we will be catching up with you more regularly now. Council is back in session. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back on the airways with you. I uh, I feel like we've spoken already this year and that's how quickly time moves. That's right. Now, uh, there's lots of decisions made at the council meeting this week, but probably the one that most people think is going to affect them is the curbside collection policy. So essentially making some changes to the regularity and uh, of the collection of the bins and also introducing a new uh, collection stream yeah, it is. It is a big change and a big decision that council made or finalised uh, at the meeting on Tuesday night. This was uh, discussed and, and put you know, out to community consultation last year and we also voted on uh, extending the period of time from the initial uh, suggested rollout to be November last year. We uh, felt that that wasn't an appropriate time for many reasons and we wanted to push it out to March and we obviously identified Takura and Kyla as a part of the stage one rollout, we we feel it's uh, extremely important to, to gain information over that period of time to ensure that uh, when we consider the rollout for the remaining stages, so the wider Greater Shepparton community, that we're well across uh, all of the uh, issues and also the positive information that, that should come from this change as well. But what's going to happen is that obviously starting from the back end of March, this year is that Tatura and Kyla will move to a fortnightly red bin collection and a weekly green lid collection and, and the core purpose of this is that we need to uh, by 2030 at the latest uh, remove up to 80% of food waste from landfills so we need to get our food waste out of our red bin into the green bin and our information tells us that up to 40% of your red bin waste is made from your food waste so this is not going to be easy for our community we accept that uh, feedback is coming thick and fast uh, since we've uh, announced this on Tuesday night and we want that information to keep coming to us because it helps us better prepare for the rollout now in the back end of March as well as uh, beyond into later stages. We could talk about this for the whole um, interview, but uh, <laughs> essentially, yeah, there's a lot of information that people will be getting and the idea is that if you reorganise your your waste, that you won't need that weekly red collection. But anyway, um, we'll see how it goes, as you so say. there will be, and I know you highlighted a point there about information, there will be a significant amount of information and education uh, that will roll out to the community um, effectively from today onwards. And, you know, we don't expect people to pick this up uh, from day one, but we understand that this short-term uh, challenge of, of a significant transition will offer a better outcome in the long term. That's our main purpose and we feel it's the best practice what we've put in place now and we want to work through it together. And as councillors, I often say this Terry, uh, we are not immune to these decisions that get made. Uh, I've got a young family, I've got a young daughter who's in nappies and will face all those challenges that most community will be facing as well. So I've got to work, work through it as well. Okay, tell me about this council-owned car park at High and Rose Streets that you're looking at, you know, a number of options for it, possibly looking at 
low-cost housing. What's happening with that? Yeah, so we would all uh, probably recall you know, 12 months ago when the decision was made to not proceed with the Maud and Nixon uh, affordable housing development here in Shepparton. And uh, post that, uh, we obviously still want to identify uh, locations that could cater for affordable or social housing as well. So we've identified the southeast corner of the Row Street car park as a potential uh, parcel of land that could be uh, gifted or sold to an appropriate developer that might want to, um, you know, obviously construct uh, affordable or social housing. Consultation is currently out as we speak. It started on the 17th of February and it will run until the 17th of March. So we encourage community that just aren't abutting that property, but also throughout uh, Greater Shepherd and to give feedback about what they believe is uh, most appropriate for that parcel of land. The intention is obviously to retain as much of the existing car park asset as possible. But until we hear from uh, developers, whether that's ones connected to affordable or social housing or just anyone in general, uh, we don't have any plans at this stage on the table that we're uh, considering. So we'll, we'll hear the feedback and then post uh, 17th of March, we'll, we'll sit down, see what the community have told us and go from there. You've also adopted the Shepparton Inner North Local Area Traffic Management Plan. Can you explain that in a nutshell? Because traffic is, seems to be on everybody's minds lately, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, no, um, look, this has got nothing to do with uh, Welford Street, unfortunately, but what it has got to do, and it's been ongoing actually, I feel like we've, we've spoken about this a number of times, which is good, because basically when the school was constructed, so the Greater Shepparton Secondary College was constructed, obviously council are responsible for traffic movement around the town, or in particular the roads that we manage, which is majority of those uh, surrounding the school. And through the transition of when the school was being built, we obviously rolled out um, some traffic measures, you know, uh, to accommodate car movement, pedestrians, and those on bicycles as well. And through the, the consultations and the reports that we've done over the year and, and even now more recently, uh, we've identified appropriate parking solutions, uh, speed calming measures, you know, no standing zones, all the bits and pieces that offer a better traffic movement in that space. And I think anyone that does uh, frequent that area, I do every day, uh, the traffic is moving uh, significantly uh, well compared to what I thought it would uh, possibly be. And that also is supported by the Balaclava, Verney Road, New Duty Road intersection upgrade that took place a couple of years ago. So it's all working really well, but we have uh, identified about 39 recommendations that have come from the latest report. And as I said, it's just better pedestrian connectivity across Horton Street, Verney Road, Festy Street, Balaclava Road. There's some uh, insulation uh, suggestions of wombat crossings at Festy, Harold, Orham, Ray, Skeen and Fame Street. These are just... Um, you know, some of the ideas that have come forward to, again, further increase the safety in that space, which is vitally important because we know how many people attend the school and we want to make it as safe as possible. Excellent. Is there a plan for a, a GV trail? That kind of caught my eye. Yeah, it did actually caught mine as well. So this was in the contracts awarded under delegation. So obviously the, the CEO and relevant managers um, can award these contracts and and we get notified of them at the council meeting. So this one here is just over $176,000 has been allocated to a really detailed report that's going to go into the potential of a 46-kilometre-long uh, multi-use trail that will be suitable for, obviously, cycling, walking, running, that will go from Murchison via Marutna, Talamba and Old Talamba, and with a potential 12-kilometre link to Tatura as well. So... 
most people would be aware of the, the existing rail trails that exist, and this is very similar, but obviously the river trail side of things will go from Murchison to Shepparton, but clearly uh, it runs along private properties, it runs along uh, state government DELP-owned properties as well. So we need to make sure that if we are going to go down the path of investing to this, that we're well aware of the, the costs involved and making sure that it will be used, but uh, that'll be a significant trail if it is successful and it, and it meets uh, the, the standards that we're looking for. Be a great tourist attraction. Yeah, well, they are really popular. So I think it'd be a great way to link up uh, our small community towns and you know people are becoming more active. These e-bikes are, are, are really popular as well. So you won't have to pedal your way there. You'll be able to just uh, push the electric bike along. So it'll, it'll be something that I think will, will happen, I'm sure, at some point. It's just a matter of uh, making sure that what we're looking to do now is is feasible and, and we can actually achieve it. But there's a lot of energy towards it and, and I really hope we can have it achieved. I also noticed in the council papers that Councillor Sam Spinks put forward a motion for councillors to have gender equity training. Did that get up? Yes, it did. It was uh, supported unanimously. So councillors are entitled to put up any motion, so under a notice of motion, and long as it meets the criteria is that the CEO uh, can approve that to be on the agenda. So she put that up and it's yeah, pretty self-explanatory. She uh, um, proposed that uh, councils undertake uh, further gender equity training. We do do this as a part of our mandated training uh, once you are elected and we did undertake uh, uh, this particular training amongst others in 2021. Uh, she feels that this was uh, something that we needed a refresher on and uh, we look forward to doing it over the course, I think, the next two months was the, the timeline that she wanted to have that achieved. So all councillors supported that and, and I'm sure we'll get into it soon. Do you think you need a refresher? Do I think? Oh, I don't think you can never not need a refresher on, on all training that we've done and, and I think it's probably important that the mandated training that we do do at the start it would make sense that I think uh, at least at the midway point that we do all of them again and there's you know, obviously cultural awareness training as well that there could be bought into it as well. So uh, Councillor Spinks has put that up. I have no reason to object it. Uh, all other councillors have no reason to object it. If, uh, if I didn't think uh, it was worth doing, uh, I would have rejected it. But I have no problem with uh, further training in, in, all, in all aspects. Since we last spoke, you've been appointed as the Deputy Chair of Regional Cities Victoria. Congratulations on that. What do you want to bring to the table in that regard? Yeah, thanks, Terry. So, yeah, look, it's an important group. So Regional Cities Vic, which is made up of 10 of the largest regional uh, cities within uh, Victoria, but that also includes uh, Geelong, Ballarat and Bendigo, so some large regional cities as well. So, yeah, grateful for the opportunity that uh, those that on the Regional Cities Committee um, put their faith in me to be Deputy Chair under Andrea Metcalf, who is the Mayor of Bendigo. She's the current chair. She does a fantastic job. Um, I've got a lot of respect for her. She's a great person and great operator, so I was glad to uh, now have a year working under her. So the main priority is to obviously advocate and ensure Regional Victoria is at the forefront of uh, the, the government and making sure that we're getting the investment that we deserve here. And a lot of this is backed up by the Regional Commonwealth Games that are going to be uh, across regional Victoria as well. So the regional cities, Victoria, although Shepparton, and we're very proud of acknowledging that we put this idea on the table, regional cities, Victoria, got behind it and helped, and have helped drive it to where it is today. So there'll be those um, 
priorities that will be coming thick and fast. Uh, from a Greater Shepparton perspective, it's really important that I as Mayor are at the centre of all discussions that can help our community, whether that's for investment or, or attracting businesses or events here as well. So I feel this is a great opportunity for me to work under Andrea for the next 12 months and continue to, to put us at the, the front of all discussions. Please do. <laughs> Thank you. That's the plan. Oh, well, thank you very much for your time this morning. The Mayor of Greater Shepparton, Shane Sally. Hope to get an update on what's going on at Council again soon. Shane? Thanks, Terry. Always good to speak. Thanks for your time. You're on 1FM Live and Local. It is 20 past eight. Wake up to sleep at 40 winks. Our exclusive bed match system takes the confusion out of buying a bed. And right now, you can get any size mattress for the price of a single. That's a queen, king, or even a super king mattress for the price of a single on a range of leading brand mattresses. Get any size mattress for the price of a single. But be quick, it's on for a limited time only. At Sponsors 40 Winks, Riverside Plaza, Shepparton. Let Merit Funeral Services take the stress out of your funeral arrangements. Whether you're looking to prepay a funeral, arrange a bond or pre-arrange a complete funeral, Merit Funeral Services are just a phone call away. They can even come direct to you anywhere across the region to help walk you through the process each and every step of the way. With more than 40 years industry experience, expect nothing less than service and advice that exceeds your expectations. Let Merit Funeral Services take care of everything. Phone 58251651. 1FM Sponsor. South Coast Lime supplies quality agricultural lime direct to the Goulburn Valley. South Coast Lime is highly reactive with a 92% neutralising value, 35.5% calcium, plus high levels of trace elements. South Coast Lime will balance your soil's pH, improving the uptake of major plant nutrients, including nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium. South Coast Lime offer bulk freight and delivery direct to your property anywhere in the Goulburn Murray region. For quality lime, call Pete and Paul at South Coast Lime on 0488 663 286. That's 0488 663 286 or find them on Facebook. 1FM sponsor. Looking for a new career or know somebody locally who is? Flavorite is Australia's largest glasshouse grower of fresh fruit and vegetables that operates right here in the Goulburn Valley. Flavorite offers permanent, part-time and casual roles in various departments across the business, such as crop care, picking, packing and more. Hourly paid roles with attractive and achievable bonuses. No experience necessary with on-the-job training provided. Flavorite prides itself on providing a great team culture and supportive environment with unlimited opportunities to grow a career in agriculture. There are multiple positions available right now, so to find out more, visit flavorite.com.au or call us on 035623 1693. Station sponsor. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.